0: Today we talk about Notion and a current class I'm teaching, multi-genre academic and creative writing. And uh, this is in the classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at BenjaminLStewart.com. Welcome. Uh, Today I want to get into current technologies that I'm using this semester, this fall semester 2019. Classes just started up this this past week, August 12th, 2019. And uh, there are 16-week courses that are going to take us up through the end of November. I think the November 29th uh, is the last day of class. And so as we get started into the semester, I'd like to kind of reflect on where I'm at currently with, uh, with regard to current technologies that I'm using with my learners. And, um, and also uh, talk about the current class that I'm teaching, multi-genre writing. Before I get into that, uh, this is In the Classroom, and uh, you can follow me at Twitter at B-N-L-E-E-Z. And you can also follow a lot of what I do uh, in Notion. If you search In the Classroom with Benjamin Stewart, you should see a link that's called In the Classroom, Notion.so. And uh, there you'll be able to access all the show notes, including the show notes for this broadcast, this broadcast is called In the Classroom, Notion, and the Multi-Genre Writing Class. It's dated August 18th. That's the day of this recording. And uh, you should have access to all of the uh, the show notes uh, for this this particular uh, broadcast. I'm going to go and share my screen, show you a little bit about Notion, because I want to start today by reflecting a little bit about Notion, how I'm using it, and my current thoughts about it uh, as we get into the semester. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. And I believe, yes, I am sharing my screen. Uh, This is my first time also using StreamYard. I had a lot of issues uh, with Jitsi. I was trying to get that going. And uh, I will probably create another video later on uh, going into detail as to some of the challenges I was having with Jitsi. But I'm um, currently using StreamYard, and uh, this is actually the first time I'm, I've been using this. So we'll see how this turns out. Yesterday, in fact, this is my second t- attempt in uh, uh, creating this broadcast. Yesterday, I went through the whole broadcast thinking I had recorded it through get Vocal, and only to find out that there was no audio. And so th- today is my second attempt at trying to get this out. But here you'll find, uh, this is the, the main page for In the Classroom, uh, in addition to my website at be BenjaminLStewart.org. I'm sorry, BenjaminLStewart. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, BenjaminLStewart.org, yeah. Um, I've been changing websites so often, I, I get a little turned around. Um, but yeah, this is the uh, In the Classroom Notion webpage with all of the show notes, I've listed them as a blog post, but essentially each one of these posts, you'll find uh, the show notes and some general information about uh, some of the courses that I'm currently teaching, some of the courses I've taught in the past. And if you're interested, feel free to visit this. Again, you can uh, search this by using the phrase in the classroom with Benjamin L. Stewart. And uh, you should have... One of the second or third options uh, you should find in the classroom notion.so. Now notion so I just started using it about a month ago and I'll tell you th- this particular tool uh, it's really changed the way I've approached my teaching practice and I' I've, I go through this process every semester of reevaluating what I've done in the past, and what I plan to do in the future. And seldom have I used exactly the same technologies for for two consecutive uh, semesters. And so this semester I'm trying for the first time Notion and it's so far been a great experience. It has really changed how I've approached the planning of my lessons, how I've looked at uh, how I interact with some of my students in terms of how I provide feedback, how they can interact uh, amongst themselves, how they can uh, access the content for the class. And so it's really been, so far, uh, a learning experience, but very uh, a very good experience in, in the way that I think technology, uh, for the purposes of the classes that I teach, how technologies uh, can really help how students interact with the content, and how they can access content and uh, receive feedback, more timely feedback from from me. So what I wanna talk about uh, today is to provide a short example of how I'm using Notion with a writing class that I'm teaching this semester. And uh, one thing that I will say, if anyone is interested in Notion, one of if there's anything, if there's a downside to using the service, it's it's that it's so good that the free option for many may not be such a great option. For for in my case, the free option wasn't an option because actually the tools were so useful and I needed to get into so much as far as uh, how much I, I would end up using it that I really needed the the, the premium service. The free service really w- would not uh, suit my needs. It's kind of an all or nothing thing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's one of those things where there it's so useful. There's so many different things that you can do with uh, Notion that in my case, I just had to go all in. And so I, uh, I want to provide... Let me go to, let me see if I still have it up here. Yeah, if you're interested in using Notion and you want to support the show, if you want to get a $10 uh, $10 credit for uh, paying for the service, I think they charge $48 uh, a year. And you can get a discount by using this link. Again, in the show notes, you can access this link and uh, get uh, access to a $10 uh, credit and at the same time uh, support uh, the show. So if you're interested in Notion, if if you're interested and you like what you see uh, as I go through and show some of the different aspects of Notion, uh, keep that in mind. Okay, so this semester uh, I'm teaching a multi-genre class. It's actually called Academic and Creative Writing, but there's also a business writing component to the class. So essentially the students, the learners are uh, having access to a lot of different ways of writing and the students that I'm teaching this semester are third semester students in a 4-year bachelor's degree program in English language teaching so they are studying to be teachers and this particular class is designed to help them build and improve their writing skills in a multi- in a different and a wide range of uh, genres so this first unit, unit one of this course, which lasts one month, is designed to focus on academic writing, specifically a persuasive essay. So students are going to need to in, uh, research articles and develop a, an argument, not necessarily an argument, but a persuasive point of view to try to change someone's mind or to persuade someone to take action on a particular uh, topic, and usually the topics are going to be related to education. Most students are going to be focusing on English language teaching or learning. So here we have set up uh, a page in Notion, and all the pages that I have set up in Notion for all the classes, because I teach other courses as well, uh, I they're, they're public courses, so anyone can access the content. And so this particular class is uh, designed here. First of all, you'll see that there is a content roadmap. And I'm going to go into this later. Probably we'll create another video going into the specifics of the databases that are available in Notion. But this has truly changed the way that I go about organizing and planning my lessons and how my students Uh, are part of the lesson plan. Uh, This particular database is set up in blocks. So individual blocks are typically lessons or blocks of activities, but they are categorized in a way that all of this information can be viewed from a, a variety of different ways. And so here, this is the calendar view per day. So they can go in and look at the specifics for each day. But without going into detail here, for this first week, these were the different activities that students were participating in. And I want to focus on really the three main types of activities that they, uh, that they were involved in. The first was narrowing down a topic, and the process of narrowing down a topic really helped students look at the topic itself, coming up with an indirect question, and really thinking in terms of a significance or the purpose for writing their their essay. And I use the prompt, I wish to learn more about, and then the students insert their topic. Then because I wanna find out how, or I wanna find out why, or I wanna find out when something happens. This is the indirect question that really is the central question of the essay. One of the things we talk a lot about at the beginning of the course is to think of the essay as answering some central question. And so for them, this central question is going to be the indirect question that is part of their problem statement. So again, they begin by saying, I wish to learn more about, and then they insert their topic because I want to find out how, for example, how something, how a teacher implements cell phones to promote speaking, uh, the speaking skill. And then the third part of the problem statement finishes by beginning in order to. So they say in order to, and then they state the significance or the, the reason, or this is the actual problem that they're addressing. So this particular prompt, I wish to learn more about than the topic because I want to find out how something happens. This is this is the indirect question. In order to, and then they state the significance. By using this prompt, they see the relationship between a specific question that is going to be the central topic or the central focus of their essay in terms of some problem or significance that they uh, hopefully will go through this exercise and leave with an idea that uh, that is worthy of writing uh writing about and the significance also encourages them to really consider their target audience to see to whom they're writing their text what's the purpose what's the real life situation and as much as possible as much as we can do in this class really uh help them make decisions in writing an essay that they could theoretically or even realistically actually send out and give to someone I had a question or a conversation with one student this week that uh, was uh, thinking about writing a, a five-paragraph essay to the uh, self-access center. We have a self-access uh, center with a lot of uh, re- resources where students can go in on their own and uh, and and take part in different activities and conversation clubs and so on. And so he was looking at writing an essay for the person in charge of the self-access center, with uh, the idea of making some suggestions, trying to persuade uh, the person to maybe uh, address a particular problem in a particular way. So, indeed, if he decides to carry this out, then then he will be encouraged, certainly, to actually deliver this to the person uh, after having finished the essay. So, the, the idea is to really make it as authentic as possible if it doesn't turn out to be completely authentic in the sense of actually delivering a text to a particular person, at least theoretically what that might look like, what kind of conditions might that happen, what kind of genre, what kind of audience, what kind of purpose would that, uh, would that entail? So the first thing we talked about this week was narrowing down our topic and we, and we looked at, look, looking at that one prompt in order to connect the topic with the indirect question with the overall significance. Now, the second thing that we looked at was a strategy that I like to encourage my students to take part in. And this is basically a, a table, or I call it a research matrix, where they have individual, they'll have a row of, along the top, they'll have a row of different Uh, references that they come across, primarily peer-reviewed journal articles, and and then they have a column where they have different ideas. They'll have different uh, ideas that essentially will be part of their topic sentence in each of the three body paragraphs. So if they they have three central ideas, then along the top they can insert different uh, references, They can insert the actual, uh, in fact, let me pull this up here, and uh, you'll see the matrix, there. and there are different ways to go about doing it, but essentially the example that I shared with my learners this week was one very simple table where along the left in the first column they would have their three ideas, again, each one being a topic sentence or the, the basis of a topic sentence, Along the top, they would have the references. So at the top of their table, they would have the author and the year where they found uh, the source. And then each of these corresponding cells would represent the direct quote or the the paraphrased idea that comes from the source. And so here they can easily go through and fill out this table and see which ideas need more references and uh, they can just verify how many or how much support that they have for each respective idea. They could certainly break this down into more ideas if they wanted to to, uh, provide more detail with the idea of actually using two or three main ideas in one paragraph. That would be also another option if they wanted to go further into detail. But basically, the concept is the same. I have a second example that really I feel doesn't apply so much to the five-paragraph essay, but more of a longer, maybe a uh, literature review, and uh, this is a, an alternative way of approaching this re- research matrix. But basically, is to give the students a, an idea a, and how they can go about systematically collecting uh, information, collecting data from the literature, and keep track as they go along, finding and organizing or categorizing those, those main ideas into some sort of coherent, um, set of ideas. So again, you're looking at notion here, and this is one of the reasons why I really like notion is just the ease in which videos can be brought in. I have a table here to articulate or to show, uh, what I'm trying to, uh, convey to my students. If they ever want to make comments, they can make comments here or any point throughout, uh, throughout the, the text, they can simply just select text and comment on, on different pieces of information that's being uh, uh, included here. So if, I, if they click on any of this information, they can leave a comment. And because these pages are public and I've set all of my pages in Notion uh, for others to make comments, basically anyone can go in and leave comments and provide feedback uh, as necessary. Okay, right, so this is the second thing we talked about this week in writing class, uh, using a research matrix. The third thing we talked about was then looking at how to organize the the main topics of the uh, of the essay, and I've kind of talked about this already, and it's it's I think embedded in the research matrix. But we had a, a specific conversation about this on a separate day really trying to connect the idea of doing the research matrix, thinking in terms of the overall organization of the essay, and completing the problem statement where they're looking at the indirect question in terms of the significance or the problem. So one of the key points that I wanted to make this week with my learners was to look at all three of these approaches, as they get started in writing an essay, there's a lot of thinking involved and a lot of reading, and I encourage them every single day to read as much as possible because these techniques that we talked about, um, the even the problem statement really depends on their readings and the articles that they end up finding. And a lot of the decisions that they make in terms of the research matrix and the problem statement are going to stem from these readings and 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 not, and really, to encourage students not to make the mistake of trying to do all of this, particularly the problem statement without having read a lot of the literature already. So again, they can make more informed um, ideas and decisions. Sometimes students will make the mistake of developing a problem statement first without having read anything and make and thinking that they they have it. Then they start reading only to find out that uh, they're not able to find enough references for a particular particular idea. And it invariably leads to them having to change their their topic. And so the idea, again, is to kind of go back and forth between developing their problem statement, completing the research matri- matrix, and making this decision about uh, how they're going to ...create the overall organizational pattern that's going to flow from one body paragraph to the next. So, um, basically, that is what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, Again, using Notion for the first time. um, I'm about about a month in using Notion. One of the great things about Notion is the uh, support that they offer... And uh, let me show you that one more time because I think this – for me, this has – I've never received as much support from any type of technological tool that I've used in my classes as I have from uh, Notion. Uh, I have submitted uh, many, many different questions, and they've replied to all of them within 24 hours for the most part. If you see here towards the bottom right-hand corner of your screen, you can select – an option to chat and in that chat uh... in addition to support guides which are are great as well but the chat feature is wonderful because they always get back to you and the chat feature you can leave open so you would i could post something here and then close this and then come back close the browser or come back another day or come back later and go back to the chat, and my chat will will still be there. So you don't have to be online constantly waiting for someone to uh, respond. In fact, they seldom respond right away. Uh, but they do respond promptly in that I seldom have to wait longer than twenty four hours to get a response. Uh, I don't think they work on the weekend, so you might that may take a little bit longer uh, to get a response if you have a doubt on a Saturday evening or maybe a Sunday morning. But I'll tell you the support that I've received and the help that I've, uh, that they have provided me in getting started uh, with notion has been top notch, has been outstanding. So I I did want to throw that in there as, as well. If you're really thinking about notion uh, check it out, they do have a free version again, you know, and, and perhaps this will suit some of you. Uh, but for me, it was it was uh, I had to go all in. And uh, again, if you're interested in the premium service, I think you can get some discounts if you import from Evernote. Maybe um, I think if you add the add-on, the browser add-on, you get a credit. You get some discounts for um, for doing that. So there there are ways, and also the the link that I provided in the show notes, you can also get an additional credit. So I think uh, if you're really interested and you want to try it out for a year, there are ways to get some considerable discounts. And, uh, again, if you're interested, uh, feel free to check out this this link right here as I'm showing in the show notes. And uh, for whatever reason, if you want to reach out to me, send me a message in Twitter at b n l e e z and uh, I can also send you the same link, or if you have any questions uh, about Notion, let me know, and and I can share some of my experiences. So I think we'll stop there for today. I want to thank you for listening. This has been In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at benjaminlstewart.org, making teaching and learning more transparent.